Oh, you need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Do you like the lore of speed and the finest in luxury? Then come to the Festivals of Speed presented by Burke Smith Porsche Sunday, March 8th at the Vinoy Park downtown St. Petersburg. Festivals of Speed is the gathering of the world's most exotic automobiles, motorcycles, watercrafts, and luxury brands. Names like Porsche, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, Lamborghini, and others will all be on display. For more information, visit festivalsofspeed.com or call 352-385-9450. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for takeout order at 727-501-9090 that's 727-501-9090 they truly have the best smoking barbecue in town oh and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce that's the rib shack barbecue in downtown largo 727-501-9090 i'm telling robert from nostalgic radio and car sent you sonny you ever owned a car before no I just got my license. Start her up. Her name's Christine. I like that. I saw you guys at the football game. How'd you ever get that car fixed up like that? Plain old-fashioned hard work, huh? Ever since he bought that car, he's been obsessed with it. And you know what else? They told us the man who owned that car last died in it. What do you know about that car? I know that the guy who owned the car before, Arnie, his daughter choked to death in Christine. It's that car. I swear it's the car. That's Christine coming. Oh, Cherry. That's funny, you know, because I, I heard you was totally... Well, after I cleaned up the broken glass, it wasn't so bad. So what if you... You fix it up, you know, and he just comes back and does it again? He won't do it again.
following me. I just hope he comes in here. feel so bad if I were you. You two are heroes, you know. Yeah. Real hero could have saved Arnie. We didn't do so hot. Hey, some things can't be helped. Some people do. Yeah. There, Peabody and Sherman here. Set the way back machine. We enter the way back and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. This is Bill Warner of the Amelia Island Concord Delegates, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. I'm waving as usual. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreetMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can go to our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and GolfStreamMotorsports.com. Chris, what do you think of that clip? I, whi- I That's the first I heard of it. I whipped that thing up. It took me almost an hour to get that thing cut, spliced, cut, spliced. But I just, uh, for some reason, that I saw an old Plymouth going down the road today, and I thought, aha, that's my intro for tonight's show. So that's from the movie Christine? That's from the movie Christine, exactly. I've never seen it. If you, There was two movies that were had, actually there was three that were kind of spooky, kind of goofy, possessed car movies. One was The Car, came out in the 70s. Then you had Maximum Overdrive, which was a Stephen King thing. And then this Carpenter movie here, um, Christine. And uh, 
If you're in the cars, you kind of know it. But if you're not in the cars, they will give you the heebie-jeebie. So the next time you walk out to your brand new <laughs> car, your brand new black Hyundai Genesis, which that's a pretty cool car, Chris. You should be pretty thrilled with that. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, you'd be thinking about that car and... Uh, don't put 666 on the side of it anyway. I, I, hopefully it doesn't, you know, become possessed and run me off the road or, you know, blow up on me or something. No, it's a good car. Unlike your previous car. What was that? That was a Mazda, wasn't it? Yeah, but, but here's the thing. I love that car. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with that car ever. It, it had 140,000 miles on it. It was a 2006. I had it since 2009. I never had a problem. And well, then on my way home from here one day, it just kind of went. I, I was merging onto two seventy five, heading home, and it started clicking. Started clicking. The motor started clicking. The engine started clicking. I had no idea what it was. I got home, but the next thing I did the the next morning, as soon as I woke up, I drove it up to a, a dealer up here that my buddies work at. And I was like, hey, man, like, what is this? Is this what? And I turned it over and he was like. Whoa. And I was like, what? And he's like, your engine is done. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I go, so basically what you're telling me is either I put thousands of dollars into a new engine on a car that's got 140,000 miles or I buy a new car and he goes yep all right is Hyundai doing pretty good deals on cars for people yeah I mean I don't know that I got any crazy deal I got um the MSRP on the car yeah um is basically what I paid in total okay so tax title license out the door basically i got tax title and fees for i basically i didn't pay tax title and fees okay they threw that um you know because i i negotiated that i negotiated the price down and then when i looked at the total amount that i'm financing it's basically the same as the msrp value so basically i got tax title and fees for nothing and you didn't have to go through show me the carfax just say show me the carfax <laughs> yeah no i didn't the car had 28 miles on it when wow. i got it which was uh 11 days ago and now it has miles. Brand 28 new. miles and that was 11 days ago and now it has over a thousand you got that clip ready does it sound like my truck <laughs> i put over 100 miles a day but then again i did i did go to the daytona 500 you did go to the Daytona 500? I went to the Daytona 500. So you watched Ford cream everybody and take Settle first place? Settle down. Settle down. The only Joey reason, Logano, Penske. The, hey, look, I, I like Joey Logano just as much as the next guy because he's from New England. Yeah. But the only reason why Junior didn't catch him was because they went checkered. They didn't go green, they didn't go green white checker again. Oh, really? Junior would have caught him if, think so? they had, if, they had, if that caution wasn't thrown on the final lap yeah. or... At, right before the final lap junior would have caught him junior was eighth when they did the restart with th- they were going green white checker junior was eighth by the end of the first lap he was third and going into turn three he went down to the inside as the wreck happened behind him and it looked like going into turn three he took the he took the um the inside lane and i wouldn't be surprised if when they crossed for the for the white flag 
if he was second or hadn't caught Logano. But the wreck happened behind him, and if the leader crosses the white the white flag, I think I think I I'm not positive, but it, the the way the rule is, if the first place car crosses the line for the white flag, and then a wreck happens, it they just go to the checker. It's basically uh, wherever you were when the wreck happened. Or it's a race to the line, or, or one of those things. Okay. I thought that they were going to green-white checker again, and I thought that Junior would have got him. Because at this point, if they had gone green-white checker, Junior would have been starting in third instead of starting in eighth, and he would have basically had three laps to, to catch him. Chris, I'm impressed. <laughs> You're a ball sports guy, and here you are telling me about NASCAR. I'm impressed. My dad came Yay! down for the week. My- <laughs> hey, welcome, Chris. He's finally come over oh, to the dark side of motorsports oh, racing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got that uh, clip there of my, uh, my excursion laying around here? What do we got? Did you find that thing? Uh, yeah, I did. See, so while you have a new vehicle... This, this is what you got? This is what I have to deal with every day. Is your little POS? <laughs> yeah. It's a big POS. 7,000 pounds yeah. of POS. An excursion? Yeah, I guess so. Huh? Is this, I want to hear I want to hear what this thing sounds like. What do we got You here? haven't heard this. this is... Come on. Come on. You can do it. Get up. There's the clicking. <laughs> Come on, Robert. Fire it up. That's my toolbox. That is me. That's We, act, we actually recorded that. That's all live. Sounds like you're shooting it. I'm frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, somebody get the shotgun. (laughs) What was it, like two in the morning? What the hell are you doing? It was in the evening. We're on our way to the shop, (laughs) to the studio. That's what we had to deal with. Nope. There's vulgarity. Robert's getting upset. You big dummy, see what you did? (laughs) Apparently, you don't have the power. There we go. <laughs> we jumped it off the tower. Actually, that we we did that. We edited that right outside here. <laughs> this is a big old frozen chunk of poopy. Most people, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to pay $75 for tires. So they hear they're only forty nine ninety five. Then you got to buy all them extras. Like, do you want them on the car? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just eat them here. Is this a paying customer? You want them balanced? What are you gonna say? Hell no! I like to go down the road, have a bam, 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 bam. That's what would have happened if I kept riding the Mazda around. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> And that's what we're talking about tonight, because one little slip, you're out. This is a paying customer. This is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Nugent loves your excursion. <laughs> Absolutely. 
That was a special thanks there to Billy the Burnout. He used to be our board up here. He whipped that up for us one afternoon. He took a little of my stuff and his stuff and created his own thing. Anyway, big shout out to my buddy up in uh, Ohio. Uh, matter of fact, we're gonna our first song. We got in the turntable is Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. We didn't play that. I was gonna play. Hey, can you do that? Find uh, Ohio by uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. See if we can find that one real quick. We'll put that on the turntable. We'll change the other one. But uh, my buddy Joe Izuzu, actually we call he used to call him Joel's Mobile. So he called me this afternoon. He's tuning into our show being streamed live in Ohio. So hey, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Oh H, Oh H. Right. So this goes out to you, Joe. Anyway, um, well, what did we do this weekend? Oh yeah, while well, he's uh, while well, Chris is busy manhandling the uh, the careful, machine. careful. I'm not manhandling. Careful what you say. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where he's <laughs> doing the board operation. My hands are up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this weekend we had a great time at the Boca Raton Concourse. Boca Raton. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's down Boca there. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. You know, it depends on where you're from, you know. Wow. But anyway, it was a spectacular event down there. There was some amazing cars down there. If you go to our Facebook page, you'll see a picture of me in a silly little clown car. It actually was a 1936 Bantam. That was kind of a cool piece. And uh, and, I, and I got a chance to sit in another car I hadn't sit in in a long time. I, had, I got to drive an old 57 Thunderbird. Since mine's broken, this one actually ran and drove. It was a 1957 2.4 E-Bird. But, uh, hey, we got a little uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We will be back in a minute. Enjoy the show. we got a great guest for you tonight. We're going to be talking about cars and auctions. Don't go away. Stick around.
listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. This is Alan Bacadenay, elderly Okay, we're back, and uh, that's going to require some editing. <laughs> hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you what's going on this weekend, or this weekend, in two weeks. In two weeks, we've got Festivals of Speed. So I think what I'm going to do here, Chris, we have that little cute little background music here. I think it's time, we haven't done this in a while, I think it's time for a radio show giveaway. So what we'll do is we'll say the fifth caller... Or the 11th caller. That's what we used to do. Actually, we used to do the 9th and 11th caller. So if the 9th and 11th caller calls in, you can give us a call here at the studio. Give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And you can win two tickets to Festivals of Speed, March 8th at the Vinoy Park in downtown St. Petersburg. Okay? And, of course... Yours truly will be there. I'll be one of the judges, and I may even have uh, may even be walking around with a microphone, which is something I'm kind of accustomed to, right, Chris? Um, <laughs> you walk around with a microphone? No, actually, I talk into one all the time. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, you know, I love my show. I really do. This is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. But anyway, oh yeah, and then also that same weekend, okay, the sixth, uh, seventh, uh, and eighth, uh, down there in Bradenton, our good friends, Bradenton Motorsports, and that gang. Uh, our friends from the National Mustang Racing Association, National Mustang Racing Association, okay, they're going to have, they're going to, you know, I just, beep, 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 beep. I'm going to get this straight one of these days. you got to talk slowly, settle down. They're having a three-day event. It's basically the National Mustang Racing Association shootout. And, of course, I think it's the following week or the weekend after that, they're having the National Muscle Car Association kind of drag race kind of thingy here. But stay tuned to Nostalgic Radio and Cars Wilkes. We'll because we will be telling you all about that. As a matter of fact, next week we will have some tickets for the National Mustang Racing Association. Anyway, all right, so that's what we got going on. So, And then, of course, the big event, the big, 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 big event, and everybody's got to go to it, and you hear me talking about it all the time, and that is the uh, Amelia Island, let's call it the Amelia Island Motoring Car Weekend. Okay, that is probably one of my favorite shows each year. And of course, you heard the liner from Bill Warner, who is the founder of Amelia Island and the concourse. And this is the 20th anniversary. 
But this year is going to be a little bit different. They're going to have the big celebration on Sunday, okay? But there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. There's a number of auctions. There's a there's a uh, drive up there. We're doing festivals of speed at the Omni Plantation. The uh, Amelia Island Select auction is on uh, Saturday. The Auto Retro auction, Porsche cars only, is on Friday up there at Amelia Island at the Omni Plantations. Bonhams is now in town. They're going to be at the, you know what? There's a country club right up there, and I think it's called the Fernandina Beach Golf Club, if I said that right. But, so Fernandina Beach Golf Club, that's where Bonhams is going to be. This is their first year. Their auction will be on Thursday. And, of course, Goodings will be Friday and Saturday. And then there's the other auction, which, let's see, RM. Anyway, so we, uh, we're getting down to the wire here. But uh, let me go back to the Boca Raton, Boca Raton, car, uh, Concourse d'Elegance. It was really, it's turned out to be kind of a questionable morning, but then it was kind of cool. Then it got really warm, but it was a beautiful day, and there were some amazing cars there. There's some really interesting stuff. Our good friends from uh, Forgotten Fiberglass, Rick DeLuey and Jeffrey Hacker were there, and they had this really cool... I guess you would call it a belly streamliner, 1940-something belly streamliner. If you go to our website or our Facebook page, there's a picture of me sitting in it and uh, Rick's dealing next to it. And it was it's not the original one that raced on the uh, dry lakes in Southern California, but it's a its a replica of it. Now, think about this. This thing had a little Ford flathead motor in it, and this thing ran 131 miles an hour. Now, if you see me sitting in the car, and, and I'm a short guy, okay, but I'm sticking out of the car probably couple feet you know i mean my my upper torso is pretty much out of that car now could you imagine going 131 miles an hour and i'm kind of squatted down in this car and i got the little goggles on because we took that shot just so you can kind of get an idea of what the uh, what the what, what the driver would look like now i can't imagine going 131 miles an hour in an open cockpit basically in a little tube and a little cylinder buzzing down the road with no front brakes my I might add that thing had no front brakes just rear brakes so basically you haul butt you go down there you run the mile you got to slow down, and then you turn around and you come back. And that's basically what you have to do. Is you have to do two complete passes uh, at the salt flats or at the dry lakes, and that's basically how you got your your uh, your certification as far as your time. And uh, so that was kind of an interesting car. I really liked that. That was kind of neat. Then, like I said, I mentioned that there was a, a 57 Thunderbird. Mike from Hollywood Wheels, he won an award with the Kaiser Darren. Beautiful car. Matter of fact, I think that car won three awards. There was a set of Imperials there. Uh, there was the Mighty Boss 302, the Mightier Than Mighty Boss 429 was there, a couple Shelbys. Uh, my buddy Craig Brody had his very rare little lightweight Bizzarini there. That was an interesting car. There was uh, uh, another buddy of mine, uh, Lloyd Gillespie from North Carolina, had his Jaguar 150 there. He won an award. Uh, there was a Hemi 4-speed 69 Roadrunner there. There was a Pace Car 67-68 Camaro. It's one of the two. Um, but anyway, it was their first-gen Camaro. Uh, Corvettes, Cobras, Ferrari. Dr. Workman was there with his beautiful, beautiful 1967 275 GTB NART Spider. Won an award, as it should. It's a fantastic car. It was at our Festivals of Speed event in, uh, in at the Ritz in uh, Orlando a couple months back. Beautiful car. Um, the car that I think won Best of Show was a Minerva. It was a Belgian-built car. It's kind of an interesting car. I don't know a lot about those, but uh, a lot of those pre-war cars, which they call full classics, I think that's the name, uh, were there. And you really, you have to look at the the design, the style, the craftsmanship. Those cars are just, they're, I don't know how to describe them. They're just outstanding. They're sensational. They're elegant. They're class. They're opulent. Uh, they're just they're glamorous. I mean, they truly define 
uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost lost for words, which is very rare. But at any rate, they're really cool cars. But our guest is coming on in a few minutes, um, actually works for one of the auction companies up there, and he's very knowledgeable on these, these year's cars. My range of cars that I work on, the cars that I appraise, is uh, I'm pretty good with 50s sports cars, 60s sports cars, 70s sports cars, and, of course, all the muscle cars, and a lot of your late 50s classics, um, you know, your your personal luxury cars like Thunderbirds, Corvettes, obviously I know those things pretty well, your big 50s fin cars, Cadillacs, Buicks, Chryslers, that's the stuff that I grew up with. So for me, those cars are very second nature, so they're real interesting. Anyway, I think we got something, uh, well, actually, Chris is giving away some tickets, so when he gets off the phone... We are going to wind up the turntable, and we'll be back with our guests. So while Chris is doing that, I guess I'll just fill in here a little bit more so we don't have any dead air. Chris, you got the turntable spinning around and around and around and around and around and around? around. It is, but I need to know where you want to stop the needle. Do you want to? Uh, I'll come over there and show you. Okay. To pick a spot. That sounds really weird. You know it doesn't that, really? Right? Yeah, okay. I'll come over there and show you. <laughs> okay. Man, you know what? There we go again. <laughs> you know, but this is a family show, so we didn't really go too far to the right, too far to the left. I mean, we kind of stayed right in the middle here. But anyway, I'm going to stop the needle right here, right here. Oh, hey, this is a cool song. This is a Florida band. In fact, while we were talking about Boca Raton, South Florida, Raton, uh, Raton, Raton, Boca Raton. I don't know why I say that. Boca Raton, Boca Raton. Okay, it's kind of like you say Caribbean or Caribbean. They're both right. Caribbean, Caribbean, Louisiana wow. or Louisiana. Louisiana, Louisiana. Louis, what? Louisiana or Louisiana. Who says Louisiana? I don't know. I do sometimes. I've never heard anybody say Louisiana. All right. I'll tell you what. You can't go wrong saying New York or New York, right? I mean, there's no way to, to change unless you got an accent. But, but anyway. what's the capital of What's the capital of New York? Albany. Yeah, Am I close? There it okay. Is. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> hey, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio with Cars. Here's Three Dog Night, Florida Band, South Florida Band. Eli's coming. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with our special guest for the evening. Roger, sir, may I be of some help? That's funny. My name's Roger. 
Two Rogers don't make a right. <laughs> Roger, I have a problem. Yes. I've been in L.A. for three months now. I have money, I have taste. But I'm not on anybody's A-list, and Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week for me. Well, a Ferrari would certainly change that. Perhaps. Hmm. But you know, this is the one. Yes, yes, yes. I saw three of these parked outside the local Starbucks this morning, which tells me only one thing. There's too many self-indulgent wieners in this city with too much bloody money. Now, if I was driving a 1967 275 GTB 4 cam, you would not be a self-indulgent wiener, sir. You would be a connoisseur. Precisely. Champagne would fall from the heavens, doors would open, velvet ropes would part. I don't have one here. However, I do have one in the warehouse. Superb. What else do you have in the warehouse? Hey, this is Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Well, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. There we go again. Talk slow. Count to ten. <laughs> anyway, uh, the gentleman that's coming on the phone uh, on the air here in a few minutes is a interesting gentleman. He's got a job that I envy. He works for a very well-known auction company, probably the oldest in the world, I guess. And he's an automotive specialist, which means what he does is he gets to go out and look and inspect and drive and experience some of the finest cars in the world. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Eric Minoff. Did I pronounce that right, Eric? Yeah, Eric Minoff. Minoff. I'm sorry. Well, Eric, welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. How are you doing this evening? All right. How are you? Pretty good. <laughs> Come on, Eric. Show some enthusiasm here. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so tell us a little bit about Bonhams. Tell us a little bit about what you do. you got a very interesting job, and I wish I had that job. <laughs> well, uh, Bonhams is uh, the only auction house, really, that, uh, that that sells everything, including cars. Um, and uh, we've, we've been in the uh, auction business since 1793. The car bit of it uh, actually comes from... Uh, a merger with Brooks Auctioneers, and uh, Brooks was an uh, English auction house uh, that uh, specialized in motor cars, got pretty big, uh, incorporated with Bonhams in the early 2000s, and uh, now Bonhams is uh, one of the largest collector car auction houses in the uh, in the world, in addition to having uh, over 50 other collecting fields. So uh, watches, wine, jewelry, furniture, decorative art, all manner of art, contemporary, modern, impressionist, American, Asian, whiskeys, swords. If you don't need it and it costs a lot of money, we probably sell it. <laughs> Is that your sales slogan? <laughs> My PR department might not like it, but yes, basically. Okay, well, no, but it's cool. Now, you're basically in the automotive end of it, correct? Yeah, I deal specifically with things that uh, have, that have uh, more than two wheels, uh, are self-propelled and driven by an adult. Okay. That's good. Or somebody that's licensed, right? Not necessarily? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. Well, not only that, you're a car guy yourself. you got got kind of an interesting car. you got kind of a, a car that's actually real popular right now. you got yourself a 1968 911. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. I have a, a 68 911, which is uh, probably one of the easier collector cars to own. Um, 68 would be the kind of third full year production for the 911. Um, and uh, short wheelbase, two-liter 
very similar to the first 911s. Um, this one is, I have the T, which is the touring model. That was the kind of entry-level model uh, that slotted between the 912, which was the four-cylinder powered by a 356 motor, and then uh, came under the L and the S, which was the S being the most powerful. But a fun, practical, enjoyable car that uh, I try to drive whenever possible. But uh, being in New York right now, there's not much driving to be done since Porsche did not galvanize its cars until 1973, and they salt the roads quite a bit here. Yeah, yeah, that could definitely be harmful to it. That could be harmful. Well, all right. Yeah, t- the cold, cold's go- not a problem. It's got a heater, and the heater works, so I don't mind driving it in the cold. <laughs> hey, did those have the Wabasso heaters in them, yours? Um, no, they, they have a... Uh, it, it, it's got heat exchangers right then in the back? Yeah, it's got a heat exchanger in the back over the uh, over the motor. And then the, if, if you look in the uh, owner's manual, it's got a swish little diagram. But basically, the hot air runs under the uh, along the frame rails on the side, and it has two vents uh, in the floor floor well on the foot well on either side. Um, so your feet get much warmer before the rest of you do. Okay, yeah, because the earlier cars had that Wabasso thing that uh, worked off gasoline. That would concern mm-hmm. me a little bit. Yeah, those were usually installed as kind of an option under the dashboard, and in this case, the uh, all the heating goes on in the back. And okay. A lot of them don't work, but uh, my car has a working heater, so well, good. I've, I've driven it on days when it hasn't gotten above 40 degrees, so it's a, it makes it a much more comfortable experience. Okay. Well, now, you guys are uh, the newcomers on Amelia Island this, uh, this year in a couple of weeks, so tell us a little bit how that all came about. Well, um, we could be the newcomers, or we could be returning after a very long uh, uh, stead of, of not being there. Uh, Brooks actually held an auction at Amelia Island before anybody did. Back really? When it was just a small car show back in, I think, 1999 or so. Um, but uh, we are returning to Amelia, uh, or as Bonhams, we're coming there for the first time uh, on March 12th is when we're going to have our auction. That's a Thursday, March 12th. Um, and uh, we're we're going to be doing it at the Fernandina Beach Golf Club, which is right at the uh, right at the end of the runway or the beginning of the runway. I'm not exactly sure what the flight pattern is, but it's right at the end of the runway there on Amelia Amelian Island Parkway, um, uh, right between Fernandina Beach and the Ritz Carlton. So really great location, um, and we're we're very much looking forward to being there. How many cars are you going to have in your auction? Uh, we have a total of uh, I think 84 cars and a scooter. 84 cars and a scooter. Okay, what's a scooter? Uh, it's uh, your your typical Vespa, I think. Okay, the fun little scooter. I, I think of Sophia Loren when it's I think it's Vespa. It's very, the 66 Piaggio Vespa 150 Super. It's very La Dolce Vita, but uh, it's, uh, it's a good way to get into things because uh, it's about the least expensive uh, motorized vehicle that you're going to be able to find in that auction. And probably anywhere on the peninsula uh, that, uh, during that auction week there. Well, now, your auction starts at what time? Uh, our auction, we actually, the only auction house that has a full automobilia section uh, offering memorabilia and other things related to cars. But the uh, memorabilia starts at 10 a.m., and the motor cars are going to start bang on at noon. Okay. The uh, Well, if somebody gets there early and they buy the Vespa, if it goes early, they can actually motor around the whole island for the whole weekend. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't well, it? Well, the automobilia and the Vespa, that's all together. That's all going to be sold beforehand mm-hmm. by posters, and you can buy um, uh, design sketches, sculptures, models, all manner of car-related things uh, between 10 a.m. and noon. A very reasonable way to get into the hobby. Um, whether you want to buy a mascot, a beer stein, or a model, it's... Uh, fun little thing to do um and then at noon we will jump right into the motor cars 
Okay. Now, since you guys basically are worldwide, like, for example, this particular event, would everything that's being sold here, would you say that's kind of homegrown, domestic, comes from America, or would, or would there be some stuff there that basically was brought over from Europe? Well, we're, we're a big international auction house, and, uh, you know, we have uh, colleagues, uh, I have colleagues uh, in the motoring department all over the world, so we've actually got property coming in from uh, several continents to the auction, uh, not just countries. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty good assortment of stuff, and it's come from uh, far and wide to be there. Okay. People recognize that it's a good place to sell a car, and it gets good international attention. And um, you know, it's it's a it's a beautiful spot, and why not sell a car there? Good excuse to go to Florida in March. For, uh, <laughs> us Northerners, where today I think it's uh, been a high of around 22 degrees, or as they would say in the rest of the world, a high of about negative 10. Um, it's not a bad thing to get out of this. <laughs> well, considering I have the air conditioning on in the studio here, I guess uh, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole state has the air conditioning on up here in <laughs> New York. Tell us about some of the feature cars. Um, well, among those 84 cars, there's a couple pretty interesting cars. I think uh, some of the most interesting lots uh, would be there's a, a Ferrari F40, uh, the last U.S. specification car to be uh, sold in 1992, ending the production run, but truly one of the uh, legendary supercars of uh, 1980s and early 90s, and that's a pretty exciting thing. Um, there's a, a, a very early alloy block disc brake 300 SL Roadster, so uh, built in 62, first registered in 63. Um, the last uh, series of, last run of 300 SLs came, uh, so they introduced disc brakes, supposed to drum, in 61, uh, and then in uh, mid-'62, they came out with um, an exa- a version of that fuel-injected 3-liter straight-six uh, with an alloy, aluminum alloy block, as opposed to a steel block. A bit lighter in the front end. Um, and uh, this is uh, the second one built. So a uh, pretty interesting and definitely the most sought-after example of the 300 SL. Um, other interesting cars, there's a... Uh, an interesting five, 500K Mercedes, a 34 500K Mercedes Tourer that has a, a unique English body on it. So uh, it's pretty rare to find Mercedes with an English coach-built body. But as far as coach-built cars are concerned, I think my uh, there's three favorites of mine in this auction. The first would be uh, probably going from, um, from uh, mo- most regal to most sporting. The, the first would be this uh, spectacular Murphy-bodied, Cord L29. Uh, the Cord L29 was one of the first mass-produced front-wheel drive cars, which at that time in the late 20s was a very novel concept. It's not like today where pretty much everything's front-wheel drive. Nothing was front-wheel drive then. Uh, this one was bodied by Murphy out of uh, Murphy and Company out of uh, Pasadena, and almost no cords were custom-bodied. They almost all had the factory offerings of either a uh, a Brome, a sedan convertible sedan or a cabriolet so it's pretty rare to see this as a town car and uh these town cars were all delivered new to uh rather famous people and this one was uh we understood to be delivered new to uh, dolores del rey so that's pretty neat um and then uh there's uh, a rolls royce phantom one that was given new by uh 
Joseph von Stronheim, the famous director, to uh, Marlene Dietrich, the uh, the movie star. And uh, this is a Springfield-built Phantom, so built in Springfield, Massachusetts, but it was bodied by Hibbert and Darren, which was a coach builder out of Paris, run by two Americans. Really spectacular torpedo transformal Phaeton coachwork, which in English means it's got no top, roll-down windows, but it looks like it doesn't have any windows, and uh, two windscreens. And then uh, the most sporting coach-built car we have in the auction, to my mind, is a really spectacular 1932 Stutz DV32 Super Bearcat, which is um, a short wheelbase, uh, straight eight, double overhead cam, pretty much a supercar, bodied by Wayman, and Wayman was known for their fabric body, so it's got a lightweight body on it. Um, you know, this this was about the fastest thing on the road in 1932, and uh, it's a very cool thing, well-documented history, so it should be interesting to see how that does. I'm on your website. You've got some pretty interesting things here. I see the Hispano-Suezo, which is kind of an interesting car, but the thing that caught my eye yeah. was, was the 1968 Mazda Cosmo, the orange mm-hmm. one. What's the story on that? Yeah. Well, um, like all Mazda Cosmos, this one uh, is uh, a right-hand drive model. Now, it's technically not a Cosmo, actually. It's a uh, a 110F, which was the um, the name given for export models, and uh, this export model um, never sold new in the U.S. But it spent some time um, never sold new here. But uh, it was uh, um, it was kind of built in between two series. So there's two series of the Cosmos. There's uh, the series one and series two. Uh, this one has the kind of short wheelbase uh, and um, uh, short wheelbase and Series One engine with the Series Two uh, front end, which has a slightly bigger uh, lower lip. They were all white. So this was actually repainted not too long ago to be orange. Um, but a pretty uh, a pretty cool car that uh, has been along with the 2000 GT really leading the charge and. Um, the development of collectors buying Japanese motor cars. Uh, for a long time, uh, Japanese cars were not considered collectible, and now they're more and more becoming accepted by the collecting community, um, as represented by the fact that about, I don't know, 10 years ago, this car would have been about oh, $20,000, and now it's nearly 10 times that. Wow. You're right. I've never seen one in white. Now, somebody said they made a few convertibles. Is that true? No, they never made any convertibles. They were all coupes, and okay. they were all white. Okay. Every single one of them. All white, all right-hand drive. Okay, yeah, because um, they were not... There important. have been a few that that were cut. Okay, that's what it was. 2000 GT. None of the 2000 GTs were built as uh, convertibles, but uh, a few of them have been uh, have removed of their roofs. Most well, famously, the, uh, the one in the James Bond film. Right, you only live twice, and that was supposedly done because he was 6'2 and couldn't fit in the car with the roof on it, so... That's yep, the, that's, that's the... That's the story. That's the story. Oh, okay. I know she have a lot of E-type Jags. Well, E-type Jags, a very popular car. I mean, when it when you get down to brass tacks, um, it's a really sexy-looking two-seat, long hood, open car with a big, powerful, torquey, straight six in the front. Um, and it, if you consider what else you can buy that has all those boxes ticked, it's an incredible value. Um 
so they're just very popular and at, at the end of the day people like to shop for them by color basically and we we have uh we have a selection of series one series one and a half series two series three um we even have uh the the very rarest of rare e-type jags which is the uh the external bonnet lock uh example which was the first 330 or so um jaguar e-types built in 1961 did not have uh, the hood latches, uh, usually they have them in the door jams on either side in the front, uh, and just in the front of the door jams on either side, but, uh, these first 330, um, instead you needed a T key and there was a lot latch on each side that you had to get out of the car and, um, walk from one side to the other, unlatching each side of the hood before you could open it. That's the rarest and that's the most desirable. And that's also a flat floor and it's got the welded in louvers too, right? Mm-hmm. It's got, it's got all those things, uh, the, the, in the order of things that were changed, it was first they put the the bonnet locks inside, then they stopped uh, they stopped welding, but started stamping the louvers, and then they uh, they dropped the floor to make it a bit more comfortable. I mean, quite honestly, those flat floor cars are not particularly comfortable to drive, especially if you're taller. But uh, they're rarer, and that's what uh, that's what really drives the market. I see you have a '68 911 soft top here on, on a real mm-hmm. USL and a 911 uh, L. Yeah. Tell us about that one. Yeah, with the soft window Targa. Uh, One-year-only model. Um, the, the L was the model that slotted between the T and the uh, and the S. It was essentially what was just a standard 911, but they rebranded it as an L. Um, this one has had a little bit of um, massaging to bring it up to uh, S standard, the 50 engine, which is still uh, an L, 130-horsepower motor. But um, I just believe to... Uh, be one of only 130 that were uh, imported new to the United States. So a very rare thing. And it's got the soft window Targa, which uh, by 1969 had disappeared, and they'd replaced that rear window with a proper piece of glass. Did they, Did they? Uh, am I correct in, um, from what I recall, the soft Targas were basically 67, 68, and then early 69? Mm-hmm. Last of the short wheelbase cars, correct? Yeah, the short wheelbase cars had the soft windows. The long wheelbase cars had the uh, had the glass. Okay. Because the long wheelbase was a total redesign. Okay. I also noticed you have a 1983 Lamborghini Countach. That was a popular car in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they, they're they're starting to become more popular today. Um, that one is a, a late carbureted model, uh, which was actually uh, more sought after than the later fuel injected uh, examples. But uh, the Countach has really seen kind of a renaissance as far as collectors' interest in the car. And uh, it it kind of goes along with the fact that nostalgia collecting is one of the main market drivers in the collector car market. People like to buy cars that they had on their wall as a kid. So turn the the clock back 30 years um, for people to get from... uh, or 40 years, 30, 40 years for people to get from their uh, teenage years to their kind of peak earning years. And uh, you're looking at the late 70s, early 80s, and that's when the Countach was about the coolest thing you could possibly drive. So they're they're becoming uh, the real darlings of the collecting world. Um, they're you know pretty interesting to drive. Uh, you can't see anything out of them, uh, barely out the front and certainly nothing out the back. But uh <laughs> Uh, they're 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 rather fast and they're really just raw cars. Interesting. Now you got a '77 GTB Ferrari. That's kind of a good-looking car for a 308. And is that a fiberglass car? Fiberglass body? Because that was a fiberglass. That's that's a steel body. The only the early, early, early ones. Okay. Fiberglass. Okay. 
And uh, now that's got a, you get a projection of ninety dollars to $120,000 on that estimate. So are those cars bringing that kind of money now? Well, there's there's several different versions of them. The fiberglass cars are the most sought after. Right. Um, and those are the very earliest, kind of the 76, early 77. But uh, this one is a carbureted model. Carbureted engines tend to fetch a bit more, except in the case of uh, Corvettes and uh, things like that, simply because the carbureted engines sound better. Um and uh, so th- this one has all the boxes ticked as far as what you'd want for that year. And it's it's a FCA Platinum car, so it's it's been judged at the highest possible level. And um, the Ferrari judges deemed it pretty much as close to perfect as you can come. Wow. Well, you got some interesting cars. We're up against the clock here, Eric, but uh, I'm looking at this really pretty green 74 Carrera Euro car, the 356, the Lotus. Got some interesting, one of my favorites, a big Lincoln, 63. That's uh, one of the first, of the 61, 62, 63, short wheelbase cars, beautiful cars. Uh, Eric, go ahead and plug uh, Bonhams. Tell everybody where they can find you, how they can come in, and how much is it going to cost to get in if they just want to spectate? No worries. Well, it's uh, Bonhams Auctioneers, and if you want to get all the information on the auction, the quickest way to do it is just go to our website, and that's Bonhams, B-O-N-H-A-M-S, dot com forward slash Amelia, A-M-E-L-I-A. Um, and uh, auction's gonna be right there again. The uh, at uh, the the, uh, the Fernandina Beach, Beach Golf, Golf Club, Club <laughs> okay. Fernandina Beach, right at the end of the runway of the airport there. Um, and as far as cost is concerned, uh, it's 150 bucks to come and register to bid. Uh, but if you're just looking to come in and view, uh, it's a hundred dollars to grab a catalog that gets two in, or you can buy a gallery guide for twenty dollars and that admits one. Okay, super, 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 super. And you're going to be there, of course, right? I will be there indeed. I'm uh, heading down to uh, the sunny uh, sunny Florida a week after next. So looking forward to head down. Okay, well, super. Hey, I want to thank my special guest, Eric Minoff. Did I say it right that time? Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, well, Eric, hey, you take care. Thanks for coming on to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll see you up to the million in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and tune in every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Yeah, right here, downtown Clearwater, WTAN, AM 1340. Be sure to check out our website, GolfstreetMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Golf Street Motorsports. Stay safe, drive carefully, love your family. We'll see you at some of the car shows. Take care, everybody. Telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.